0: Listening to the EdReach Network.
1: This EdReach podcast is presented by the Lady Geek Show on the EdReach Network. Hosted by educators Sherry Sloan and Katie Regan, the Lady Geeks are passionate about learning and sharing everything tech, especially in education. Go to edreach.us slash LadyGeeks or LadyGeeks.org for even more resources. Now, enjoy your show. Whoa. Ed Gamer, episode 120, Play Historia with Rick Brennan and Jason Darnell. This is Ed Gamer for Wednesday, November 13th, 2013. Ed Gamer is part of the EdReach Network. EdReach.us giving education a voice. Jason. A okay, voice. <laughs> the show is dedicated to ed- education gaming on any platform. We will give you the education angle on any type of games ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach.
2: And I'm Jerry.
1: I'm Rick Brandon. I'm Jason Darnell. And Jason. Who the heck are you? I'm Jason. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: I'm sorry, there, there's a little bit of delay. Uh, I'm Jason, I, I taught middle school for 12 years, I taught social studies, uh, middle school for 12 years. I uh, became a game designer after that, and then recently I, I started a company with my partner here, Rick Brennan. Uh, we've had our company for a couple of years, uh, we're developing, uh, we designed a, a classroom rated game called Historia, it's getting developed by uh, Eli Media and the uh, Upper One Games. So we're really excited to be here with you guys.
1: Very cool. We're excited to have you. Rick,
2: tell us about yourself. Yeah, I'll be uh, very quick. I think, you know, just to (laughs) put it simply, we are teachers turned game designers turned entrepreneurs. So I think we have a very unique story and vantage point from which to uh, discern learning games and, and create learning games. And we're working with a great team of developers now to bring our game historia to real life so we're very excited, and in a way, I think we're, I know it sounds corny, but I think we're living the American dream.
1: That's cool. That's very cool. Jerry? Yes. You're living the dream. Who are you? Oh, yeah.
2: My name is Jerry James. I'm a visual arts teacher in Schomburg, Illinois.
1: And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade Soul Studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. And yes, Normal, Illinois does exist, guys. It's in the southern part of the state. Jerry needs some serious geography lessons there. Okay, so, so, um, hey Jerry, yeah. Um, did you you haven't seen Ender's Game yet? Have you? I have not. And I got this. I saw it. Was it two weeks ago? And then I went again. I met some students and some and some parents at the movie theater, and we got to see the uh, movie again. And I tell you what, it's even better the second time. And I got to talk to uh, my cousin who uh, Edelberg, who was the one of the producers, and he kind of gave some insight. And I think it's even better. Uh, it's it's phenomenal what they've done with this movie. It's a very difficult book. And you guys have not read this story, have you? No, no. Unfortunately. Oh, man. I've
0: heard Stop. it a book. I've heard everyone loves it that I've talked to.
1: This yeah, book. it's an excellent book. Uh, author's a little out there. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, if you didn't read literature because of the author, uh, I think half the book's... <laughs> I would be banned, wouldn't be out there. So it's a great book. I think they've done a great job condensing it and putting it into a two-hour movie, and it's something that uh, definitely recommend. Defer- definitely recommend. Jerry, what do you got? Uh, game Club? Did you have Game Club? Are you clubbing it?
2: That's a great question, Zach. I wouldn't know.
1: Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, Jerry. That's okay. Jerry's. Uh, do you want to say something?
2: Uh, I've been very ill the last couple days.
1: He doesn't look good. I think he's playing hooky. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> think he's playing hooky. I can find a lot better ways to play hooky, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to go into details, my friend. Don't need to go into details. Hey, so I uh, at my game club last week, um, they started sending me links. And did you see – do you have the symboloo there, Jerry? Yep. Um, we started putting all these uh, links out there and so the kids could go to – and I tell you what, the kids know where the games are. <laughs> there's there's some some of these links where there are literally a hundred games on the screen. It is crazy. So this is uh, I don't know if you guys know Symbaloo, It's kind of like just a easy way to bookmark, and you can make little make little squares and 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 have links, and you can change the pictures and such. So it's it's a pretty nice way. But so uh, hopefully you guys will check that out, and then. Our audience will check that out too because like I said, there's some cool games there. And we need to get a we need to add a link on there eventually, don't we? To something you guys might be working on. That'd be great. I'd love to see it up there. <laughs> okay. There we go. And um Jerry, do you do the hour of code? Do you know uh, the hour of code?
2: No, I have no idea.
1: Have you guys messed with this or seen it?
2: I have not, I have to say. I have not
1: seen it. Okay. It's um Basically, it's trying to get education, uh, schools, districts, and such to bring. And of course, we have our <laughs> there's our friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our face Facebook friend. Um, and uh, he <laughs> bless you. Thank you, thank you. Are <laughs> you saying something?
0: No, no,
1: I knees. Okay. I didn't. No, this is uh. What's interesting is that they are trying to get teachers resources to learn coding, and uh, they got a lot of people that they've brought in on this uh, to bring in. Uh, I think, I think President Clinton. I mean, they're bringing some big, big stars. Uh, President Clinton, of course. You know, um, I don't know if LeBron James or somebody was on one of these videos, and they started talking about how coding is such an important. Uh, aspect of of you guys i'm sure bron james was talking about coding i don't know
0: i think it was, I think it was will i am <laughs> hey, <laughs> one's a little they're, taller they're, than the other a little bit you you're, you're talking about the video that, that has bill gates and mark zuckerberg and, yeah but they've made uh, several videos made okay several, i've only seen one i didn't know
1: they made lots more yeah oh, and now you maybe, got them looking Now nah, shoot um, we can see you yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh just looking that up. Okay. Oh no. Who is that? That is uh he plays for he plays for Miami. Bosch.
0: Chris Bosch, yeah. Chris Bosch. Oh, Chris Bosch is a definite coder coder type of type of guy, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't even wow, that was an interesting noise. Okay, so uh yes, they there's several different yeah, Chris Bosch from Miami Heat. Maybe maybe he knows math. Chris knows math. So it's a way to get it's a way to get uh, teachers to bring code into the classroom to help introduce it to them. And I was thinking about doing this, Jerry, in, in game club and showing them some of the games that they had on there. Very cool. So, okay, Steam Machine. Have you guys seen this? The Steam
0: Box. Okay, so I just heard about the Steam Box today. You did, and I'm very excited that it's. I think I was told it's arriving in
1: the spring. Is that right? That might be 2014. Uh, yep, some more time in 2014.
0: Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be able to play PC games on my TV with a remote with a controller. You know?
1: I I tried a while back, but it's it was very difficult. When we first started getting those nice. Uh, big screen TVs and they started having RGB in there and, and you man you had to go through every little which way to get it tweaked and making it look right and it was very difficult to do and are you both Steam users?
0: Uh, I'm, I am think I'm a little bit more than, than Rick. I yes.
1: Think. Yeah yeah. it's uh, it, yeah it would be nice it would be very interesting to play uh, Borderlands 2 on, on my big screen TV
0: yeah
1: that would be pretty cool pretty yeah. cool not a game for the classroom educators. No, not a game no. for the classroom but it is quite fun well okay civilization you could put that out there so yeah it'll be interesting what the price points are and uh, I think they're also they're making a box but they're allowing others to create boxes and then you can get the operating system or whatever put it on the on on the machine whatever machine it is and be able to play it yeah so I, I think th-
0: go ahead it's just interesting that you have these three boxes coming out here in the next few months. It's going to be interesting to see who, who wins that little mini war there of the Xbox One and PS4 and now a Steam Box.
1: Well, I think this is a totally different market, especially okay. because it's PC games. Right. So okay. it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I don't know if they're thinking that they're going to pull away from uh, the console market or not, but it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's... I don't even know because you know for a while it used to be hey let's put an Xbox in our classrooms let's put a PlayStation in our classrooms and there are some people that have done that and done that pretty well I don't know if this is something that would be more feasible or not I don't know right, right. don't know it'll be quite interesting maybe Valve should send us some Steam boxes and we could test it out I like that I like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I like that. Okay, Val, hear us out. Okay, now, on to the main attraction and why you guys are here. Um, so, you, you, I guess bring us back to the beginning. How did this, you have a game called Historia. How did, where did this all start? How did it all come together, you know, in the classroom? Uh,
2: I would, you know, it's been a long journey, so I'll, I'll keep it short um, if I can, but Years ago, uh, Jason's probably more of a gamer than me. Uh, You might have gotten that from the conversation already. (laughs) And uh, He started the process of, there wasn't even the term gamification at this time, but he he sort of started to gamify his classroom, and he saw great results. And so we we met in college, and we've been uh, writing curriculum as a teaching uh, team for many years now. And so he sort of led the way and said, well, you know, this is having these sorts of effects on my class. You should really try doing a similar thing. And my attempt at that was a very bare-bones version of the game that eventually became uh, Historia. And so I started to introduce this game very slowly into my uh, middle school, sixth-grade social studies class. And at first it was just one day a week, but the results I saw, which were, you know, better retention of knowledge, more attention in the classroom, more enthusiasm, more engagement. I mean, all of these sorts of powerful words that you want to see in your classroom. I started to see those things sort of rise to the top. And um, we actually had this one uh, situation, this one story I can share, where after the game had sort of evolved and and taken more of my classroom over, let's say, I had a student one day. uh, I noticed that he was sort of digging through the trash can Looking for documents, right? And as a teacher, you know this. As you see students rifling through the trash can, you think, "Oh, they're they're trying to cheat." No <laughs> right? It's usually not a good thing. You don't see that happening <laughs> too often for good reasons, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So
2: I asked the student, "Hey, can you stay after after class?" And I wanted to talk to him. But I didn't want to make too big of a deal at it at the time. So at the end of the class, I asked him. I was like, "Well, what gives? Why are you going through the trash can and and getting all these?" Historia documents out. I asked him if he was cheating, and he he said no, that he wasn't, and in fact, what he was trying to do was he was trying to find uh, extra documents so he could erase the answers, and I asked him, well, why would you want to do that? And he said, well, because whatever we learn in class and the games that we play round by round in the class, I go home at night, and we play with my parents. What's happened is that my parents have told our friends across the street about Historia, and now they come over every Friday, and they play the round of the game that you teach us during the week. <laughs> and so he needed the additional documents to include these this block party, right? So was he teaching them? He was teaching yeah. them. He was teaching them.
1: Was awesome. Teaching
2: them. Yeah, cool. so it's very, you know, my jaw literally was, you know, I, I sort of picked it up off the floor. I couldn't believe that that was really happening. I had no, you know, as a teacher, you know this, you become more of a, persona in their, in their lives, then maybe you know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so when this student shared this story with me, I was shocked. But I knew immediately that that doesn't happen too often. No. And so the fact that it did happen, Jason and I sort of put our heads together and thought, you know what? This could be something significant. If students are willing to rifle through the trash can to learn more history, then maybe we stumbled, <laughs> on, maybe we stumbled onto something important. And so what we decided to do is we took our Macs and made a little promotional film for our game. And we sent the film to Eline Media, um, which we had done research on and heard that they had a great reputation in the learning games field. They had a great game uh, star mechanic, and we, we wanted to go talk to them. So we did a one-day journey. At tech- we went from Texas to New York for one day. Uh, we talked to them, and they really liked our game. And we wanted to find a way to work together to bring this game to the next level. It took some time to find a way. Um, We had to find a way sort of, out of the classroom, too, so we could devote all of our time and energy to this project. Um, I tried to be short with that, but that's the long story, I guess, of how we went from just testing this out as an idea and seeing what happened, watching the results, um, reiterating the game over and over every year until we got that result of this student Digging through the trash, and then had this aha moment. Reached out and looked for help. Found Eline, and Eline was a, w- a, a very willing partner. We've since partnered with uh, another company called Upper One Games, which is working with Eline Media. They're uh, an Alaska-based uh, game company, and so the three of our organizations working together are now bringing Historia to life as a, in a digital version, which should be, uh, you know, available at least in a beta. In the upcoming spring, and then we'll have a full fledged launch. So we're very excited. Um, we only dreamed of this happening at one point and now it's it's happening. So we're we're very proud and and, and excited.
1: Well, I, I have to tell you, I am quite jealous. <laughs> I am jealous. You know, this is yeah, it's it's not you know, when I first started teaching, it was uh it was the teacher in front, you were the sage on the stage.
2: Yes. And
1: now it's you're the guide on the side. And you're watching them. All the planning that you do, uh, my intern today was just like, this is kind of cool because, yeah, you put all the upfront effort in and you work while they're d- doing. But when they can go out on their own and start working on their own and you see it and just observe, that is the greatest feeling. And, when they, and it seems like with what you do – uh, you have some of that, where they are they are putting it together. Heck, the kid's taking it on his own and teaching somebody else.
2: Well, so. and that's, that's, that's the thing, really. I mean, if you're the, as you put it, and I think you put it well, if you're the sage on the stage, then in a way, your classroom is reliant on you. Yeah. And when I when my students leave my classroom, I want them to be citizens who can think independently and make complex decisions yep. on their own or, or at least find how to get the answer. They shouldn't look for an authoritative figure to find that answer for them. They need to be that authoritative figure and we need those kinds of people to be citizens in a democratic society. Yeah. And that really has been what's compelled us to move this forward. we It's not just that we want to see our game get big, it's that we think it does a lot of good. Yeah. Now
1: is this, can you, because I've looked, you know I've looked on the webpage, I have some ideas of what it is and such. You know, can you give us kind of a framework of what it what it does, or is that you know is that top secret? Or it's not top secret, but we're pretty, I guess we're pretty protective of it. But we're yeah, not. I, I've it, noticed that on your can site.
0: Give you the What's that? I can give you the standard description we give everyone. Oh, the okay. The four thousand years of history. Yeah. Starting <laughs> in no, starting in two thousand BCE and ending in two thousand CE, so it connects the present to the past. Okay. Um, Rick and I like to say that it teaches. Uh, the human experience through the human experience, um, students work in groups of four to six and create governments, and these governments take a mythical, or fiction, not mythical, but fictional uh, civilization throughout world history, so whatever happens in world history, or whatever dilemmas are, are contained in world history, these student governments have to face these dilemmas. If their decisions they make are wise, then their influence grows, their culture grows, their, their civilization uh, advances. And if the decisions they make are unwise, then the opposite happens. Um, and,
1: and as a teacher that's used uh, Civilization Four since, you know, it basically came out, I mean, that totally, especially for sixth grade social studies, ancient civilizations, it is perfect. It is perfect for them actively building and seeing that how their decisions impact their civilization uh, it's so more meaningful and so you know I think a computer game is really nice but it sounds like you guys have a, a mix between the actual game and then you also have collaboration and workings within the classroom as a whole absolutely and that's I think that's where the magic happens yeah
2: because building on what, what Jason said um, The government piece of the game is really interesting. So if you have six teams, essentially you have six governments, let's say. And so they're all going to be putting their heads together and coming up with their own way forward through these 4,000 years of history. So how they make decisions is a key game mechanic, right? I mean, it's like a deciding factor, more or less. So in the beginning of the game, to sort of symbolize um, the evolution of government over time, they start out as like a chieftain, let's say.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So the way the teacher uh, determines who's the chieftain and who has the final say on all these key decisions is the student on the team who has the highest current average starts off is empowered as the chieftain. Mm. They're considered the wise one of the group, right? Now that, that can change. They can change their government, or the game can change it for them without them wanting to just like what happens in history. I mean, governments sometimes change without the people wanting them to. Um, and so another type of government is monarchy. right? So in that case, if they form a monarchy, the oldest member of the team uh, is empowered to make those decisions, and they determine their heir when their decision is over. On the flip side, if they, de- if they decide they want to be a direct democracy, then everybody votes and majority rules. And so you could have six different governments or six different teams, in six different kinds of governments, all making decisions in different ways at the same time, which is a very rich conversation uh-huh. to have, a very rich experience to have, because as you know, government is a is a difficult thing to teach middle schoolers. <laughs> I mean, it's very abstract. Mm-hmm. They have no most of them have no interaction with government by that age that they know right. of. And yet it's on all the standardized tests.
1: It's on all
2: the things that you teach. And so to have them have, like Jason said, that human experience is taught through human experience, they can remember the experiences they had under those governments in the game, and that translates to a deeper understanding of those governments in Mm real-world scenarios. Um, On the other hand, you can sometimes talk to these kids, like the direct democracy groups. Um, What's funny about that is that... they they seem to be satisfied, but they're always arguing, <laughs> and it sort of bears, it sort of wears them thin after a while. That they they always are debating, and sometimes the debates are quick and easy, and sometimes they're long and drawn out. And that is a democracy, is it not? That's how it works.
1: So um, two two questions here: Do you allow
2: theocracies? You know, it's interesting that you, it's really interesting that you bring that up because we question. we have to we have to teach that concept. Yeah, it's really hard to translate that form of government into yeah. the ones I just mentioned. Yeah, so even though it is taught in the game, it is treated slightly differently because that would be a difficult thing to really replicate. Yeah. So it's a yes or no? It's a yes and no in a sense. It is unless
1: they had like Greek gods, you could try or make up their own mythological, you know. And then do you do you discuss that because this is a this is something that is debated in my class because of course you ask the kids what type of government do we have in the United States and they'll all say oh we have a democracy now no no we don't you know we have well you, constitutional democratic republic so you know you can there's many different ways the CIA factbooked has a whole <laughs> it's a whole thing like this so it, it gets a little crazy but it's, trying to explain that to them is very difficult
2: it does but we actually do have direct democracy. Republican democracy and constitutional democracy in the game. So we make sure we cover all of those uh, differentiations of the same concept. Let's say and we're, and we're big fans of the CIA factbook by the way. As well.
1: <laughs> I have it bookmarked. Yes. Have it bookmarked. <laughs> yep. I also use uh, uh, Wolfram Alpha. Yes. It's a very, very. You get a lot of cool, get a lot of cool facts and and figures from there, which I think they do pull from the CIA fact book. Mm -hmm. So, where... I I can't tell you how excited I am about this and trying it and being able to try it. I think somebody mentioned that you might have, you know, some trials of sorts. Mm -hmm. uh, Somebody that might be in that room with you. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but just to to try to test it out, because I think that would be wonderful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, well, yeah, yeah we have,
2: there's going to be the opportunity. There's going to be an open uh, beta in the in the spring. And so if there are teachers, if there are administrators, if there are homeschoolers, we're thinking of all these people. Yeah. When we design the game, we're asking them to go to uh, the PlayHistoria website, www.playhistoria.com. Mm-hmm. If they want to sign up for uh, the beta, they can do so there. And uh, we're also going to be at the National Conference for Social Studies next week. Right. And um, we're going to have some play sessions there, some early glimpses into the game. And so if people, if teachers or administrators are going to be attending this conference, they can go to the Play Historia website, uh, it's playhistoria.com slash play, and they can learn more about this and sign up for play sessions. And if you sign up today or if you sign up at all, you can, you're can you entered to win a free iPad, you'll get to beat us, I don't know what's better. Uh, <laughs> And
1: we're going to get to meet, you know, That's we're definitely meeting us. <laughs> <laughs> the iPad could have pictures and videos of you.
2: Right. But we, we've been on the
1: road a little bit um, talking
2: about the game, um, showing glimpses of the game, trying to garner support for this. Uh, and when we, when we do, we meet teachers who are very enthusiastic about the idea. Oh, yeah. And I think fundamentally the reason for that is, and you know this better than you know most people, teaching is a very hard job. Really? And, and teachers, <laughs> I teachers, just sit I think, back all day and... <laughs> yeah, all right. And teachers now more than ever, I think, need help. And these games aren't designed to conquer their classrooms and take them away from them. Um, it's meant to help enhance their practice, enhance their game, uh, their, their class, I should say. So... Um, You know, as designers and as teachers, I think that helps inform our designs because I know I wouldn't want somebody to walk into my classroom and take my creativity away from me. Right? So we want to have a game that teachers can build upon with their own lessons. So, in a way, Historia provides sort of the backbone. Yeah, framework. Yeah, framework from which teachers can bring their own uh, units, their own practice, their own pedagogy and sort of fuse it to the game, making the whole experience, I think, better for everyone. Mm-hmm. So for those teachers who really need help and maybe need to rely on the game until they get their feet under them, the game can do that for them. For people who are master teachers, I like to call them Jedis, right? If you're already in that sort of mold, <laughs> you, might use, you might use Historia in a way where it's more nuanced and it helps your own creativity in your classroom. So as designers, it's a very difficult thing to think about every single person's classroom at once, but essentially that's what you have to do. And so being living in a classroom for 13 years, that's what has allowed us, I think, to to approach this in a way that is elastic yeah. and I think helpful for teachers of, of all kinds.
1: Yeah, that's it's it's very exciting. <laughs> I, I can't wait to, to take a peek at it. I can't wait to take a look at it and... Uh, and mess around with it and hopefully I will get that opportunity uh, because my kids are always, kids are always uh, you know, what's our next, what's the next game, what's the next challenge that we have. I use the, in fact next week I'm using, uh, I don't know if you've ever used the BBC history games. Uh,
0: Okay, they have one on, is there like a pyramid puzzle? Yeah,
1: pyramid challenge.
0: Pyramid challenge, yes.
1: And mummy maker.
0: Mummy maker,
1: yes, yes. Yes, those those two those are great and the kids yeah. they get I feel bad because I I laugh at their their frustration <laughs> they get mad at me they get mad at me they're like this is so hard and you know but you know what they keep doing it they fail at it they keep trying it over and over and over again until they get it right and it's fun to watch that because I know they're angry but when they get it and their arms are up like this and they're like yes and they have it that's that's awesome that's such a great feeling it sounds like you do that with your game. The kids get excited about it, and that's 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 the important part. Jerry, are you okay? I'm a I'm alive. I'm alive. Okay, my screen's hey, gone, but I'm alive. I know, I know, and I don't know. And Jerry, I think you're a fan, but um, you a fan of Metallica, Jerry? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know where I'm going am. with this? No. Okay, um, I don't know if you can. Play. You guys look like you've been touring.
0: <laughs> we have this. Do
1: you know? Do you know Lars o- Ulrich from you know from uh, Metallica? Yeah. I
0: know Kurt yeah. Cobain. I know the whole James Headfield. I mean. Yeah, I yeah.
1: So you got <laughs> you guys so. look like you're touring. I do, That's all I'll say, which is pretty yeah. cool.
0: Is that a good thing or a bad? Oh. thing?
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heck, I've seen I've seen him what four times. <laughs> He's pulling up the pictures. Yeah, I've seen him now three times. I've only seen him three times. So. Yeah, the, you got a little Lars in you there. Uh, uh, yeah, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking about you. No, 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 no. I'm Rick. No, The hair Now, no. not, you got to get an older picture because Lars lost some hair as he got older there. A little so, bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, very cool. Uh, guys, <laughs> anything else you would like to share? You're going to be at the – and I'm so bummed because I am up in Wisconsin for – the Playful Learning Summit, um, and which is going to be really exciting. So I'm gone on Friday from school, and I got lucky I was able to do that. And then the following week is when you guys are in St. Louis, isn't it? It is. That's the next stop on our tour. Yep. <laughs> on the tour. you got your tour bus.
0: <laughs>
1: all black. It's going to be an all-black bus. All-black bus. And uh, – no, it's what's what's a bummer is the fact that uh yeah, I, as you well know, being a teacher getting being able to get out of class or getting personal days or professional development days can be very difficult. And so, yeah, I've already committed to this one and I was like, "Oh, I'd love to go down to St. Louis." I hear Oliver Stone is yes, going to be That's right. That's that's awesome.
2: It's great. It's going to be a great event. It's a big event. Lots of great speakers. We have uh we have play sessions, you know, we're asking Oh, we're having play sessions uh, for, <laughs> for historia, and else. we also have a play, se- say, uh, play session set up for Minecraft Edu as
1: well. So yeah, know, I think we know somebody from that. Yeah, we yeah. might. <laughs> we right. might. We might know this guy named Joel.
2: Right, he's a great guy. Joel he's so, awesome. He's so yeah. cool. He'll be in St. Louis too, uh, and uh, it'll be a great time. So if I know you can't make it, but maybe some of your listeners from your viewers, oh yeah, come down and meet us, and we'd love to talk to them. Um, if they want to sign up for the sessions, again, they go to the Play Historia website and sign up. There's a free iPad. We'll be uh, there to give a, a glimpse of the game. And um,
1: you Or know, visit if, with you. Uh, yeah. Visit kidding. with
2: us. And if they can't, if they can't be up there, we have other tour dates scheduled, and we'll have more. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: is so cool. That is so cool. Hey, uh, just to bring this up because, you know, you guys are both history teachers. So Oliver Stone's going to be in St. Louis on November 22nd. I know. Wow, that's right. And it's the 50th anniversary. That's
0: right. Yeah, interesting.
1: So, kind of, you know, of John F. Kennedy, so that's kind of uh, kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Okay, well, uh, Jerry, if, do you have anything else to share, buddy? I'm, I'm good. Thanks it. for coming on. I'm really excited. It's cool.
2: <laughs> well, you know, we really want to get the game in your hands and, and
1: get your feedback. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm sure that have happens. Oh. Yeah, us, guys. What's that? We're in touch. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I th- I think we'll be in touch. I think we'll be in touch. Thank yeah. you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the Edreach network. Have a great week.